0: everybody and welcome to the junction church podcast we pray that this message inspires and encourages you if you would like to find out any more information about us then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com thank you for listening oh welcome to baptism night it's exciting isn't it Very, very good. I've got a little bit of a ring up here on the stage, guys. I don't want to. Like a ring back, not. I've got a ring, yeah. Um, If you can, yeah, kill the fold back or something for me. Thank you. Um, Baptism is a wonderful evening. It's one of those things that um, in people's lives it um, brings about all kinds of different thoughts and ideas. A lot of people have a, a thought about baptism and. And, you know, baptism is one of those things that it's a dividing point. It's the point that gets people um, in that place where they kind of... People who are not maybe sort of so much into church or, you know, they, they're kind of, yeah, it's okay. But The moment you say you're going to be baptized, it causes something in their heart to go, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know, I don't know about that. And they get kind of... Everyone gets a little bit on edge. And And different churches have different traditions and functions around... Um, baptism that, that kind of makes it um, different in e- different churches in the way you do it. But I, I want you to understand that, that God has a plan for our lives. And baptism is one of those things that, that leads us into a place of commitment to God. And it's one of those slight unusual things because to believe in Jesus is about what you do in your heart. Yeah. When you read the Bible, it's what you do in your heart. But baptism and communion are two things that we do which are kind of... They're physical actions and they're really only... There are very few external things that God commands us to do that are part of obedience to Him that in themselves are quite mystical. It's like, I eat the bread... uh, No. Yes, I eat the bread and drink the wine. I definitely do it that way around. And... I'm remembering the covenant that is in God and and that's an unusual thing to do, something Jesus told us to do. And baptism, to be immersed into water, is an unusual thing. But Jesus himself was baptised and I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. And I want to go through that that whole story about why Jesus was baptised. And it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. In whom I love with him I am well pleased you see when John came baptizing he came baptizing with a message of repentance from sin but Jesus came and he came to be baptized by John and John is baptizing people in remission of sin but Jesus doesn't have any sin. So John is a little confused because John is an unusual character in the Bible. He's only one of three in the whole Bible that were born into a ministry where from birth they were not have to have their hair cut, not drink um, uh, alcohol, um, and there was something else, can't remember. And they were set aside for ministry. Samuel Uh, was one of them and samson was the other one and these three characters were ministers from birth they were raised as children to be ministers but john the baptist was the son of a man who was the high priest at the time and so john in a normal sequence of events would have become a high priest he would have been a minister but instead he was set apart to be a prophetic voice that Jesus Christ is coming. And so Jesus himself comes to John the Baptist and John he, he's kind of he he knows he's representing Jesus but he's still at the same time so you are you are the savior. He's kind of he's in this place he know Jesus is righteous but he's he's a little bit confused because he's a man like you and I. We obey God but we we're confused in the process. We go, I'm doing this because God told me to and I think it's right. I'm just trusting him. And so John is in that point and he looks at Jesus and he goes, I I can't baptize you. You, you should baptize me. And Jesus said, no, to fulfill all righteousness, you should baptize me. Now, now John, at that point, he consents. In other words, he gets it. And what he got was that Jesus had to be baptized by John because John represented the priestly ministry. Now, in Israel at the time, baptism wasn't, a, uh, wasn't an unusual thing. It says that John's in the, in the desert preaching about sin and literally hundreds of thousands of people are going out to the desert to hear that they're sinners and, you know, it's not a popular message, right? It's not like, it's not a brandable thing so well. You can't put it out there on Facebook. Wow, let's go and hear about how sinful we are in 40 degree heat. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a decision which, uh, you know, you're naturally going to make. But there was a cry in people's heart for change, for transformation to find something, a way in which they can step into something new. It was like a period where, that we all have at the beginning of New Year when we see the gym membership coming up. And we go, I want to try something new. And and so here they are, the nation of Israel. We're like, I want to get rid of this captivity of who I am. I know I'm a sinner. And they came into the desert to be baptized. Now listen, even the Pharisees came to be baptized. To see baptism wasn't unusual to the Jewish people. It represented when you were immersed, you were immersed in the water and you came up and it was a way of transition from one life into another life. The high priest or the priest would be baptized into a high priestly ministry. There wouldn't just be, okay, it's now your turn, a little bit of laying on of hands, it's now your turn. They would be immersed. The anointing oil would be poured and they would be baptized and immersed. They would come up a high priest. So when Jesus was baptized, he was baptized because Jesus had to be a minister to minister to the people to set them free. It says in the book of Hebrews... Let me read this to you. It says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 11, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. You see, Jesus... He came as the priest and He came as the Lamb. He was the priest that ministered on our behalf. He came as a priest and the priest represented man before God. When the high priest in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the old, the priest would come and he represented you and I before God so that we, um, there was some kind of representation of our sin before God that there may be remission of sin. But it never worked because there was no sacrifice, no offering that was good enough. And so Jesus said, I will be the sacrifice. But to be the sacrifice, I also need to be the minister. And so for Jesus to start his ministry, he can't just stand up and go, you know what? I think I'm going to have a ministry. He wasn't. He had to minister to the people righteously to fulfill all righteousness he had to righteously set the people free and the only way to set the people free was to receive the anointing to give up his old life of being a carpenter and to rise up as a minister to come minister to the people now jesus had no sin but he still had to be baptized Because to be baptized by John meant that he was now going to be a minister ministering to the people. The Bible says that he is the Son of God, but more than that, he says he is the Son of Man. He came as a Son of Man and as a Son of God. Isn't that extraordinary? So when Jesus was baptized, he went down into the water, a carpenter, and rose up a high priest to minister to the people. And as he rose up, the Holy Spirit came upon him and the anointing and the authority that God had ordained for him was placed upon his shoulders that he may then go into the desert and deal with the devil who had been causing such a problem to so many people for so many millennia. God had ordained Jesus to be the priest and the minister Man, that he would stand up to the enemy, put him in his place, that there may be someone who can stand on our behalf and give up their life, that we might be set free. Isn't that extraordinary? See, when Jesus was baptized, he came and he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. That righteousness may be fulfilled and that authority may be taken a hold of. I want you to know when Jesus came and he commanded us to be baptized, this is what it says in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, and it says, and Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe All things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always and even to the ends of the age. Amen. You see, when Jesus says, he says, All authority has been given to me. Go and make disciples, baptizing them. See, when Jesus came, he had authority. He had authority because it was rightly given to him, because he had fulfilled the requirements of the old covenant. When Jesus ministered healing, he did it under the old covenant, not under the new. Everyone's gone silent. He didn't minister to the old covenant. The new covenant didn't start until Jesus died on the cross. When Jesus healed, he healed under the old covenant. The old covenant had a lot of healing in it. He raised people from the dead under the old covenant, not under the new. He ministered life from the Old Covenant, not from the New. Why? Because He was under the Old Covenant. He was showing them how powerful the Old Covenant was. That's why He said to His disciples, He said, greater things than these you will do when I go to the Father. Why? Because the New Covenant is greater than the Old Covenant. And so Jesus, He says, all authority has been given to Me because I am the One... Who has fulfilled the requirements that the law demanded? The law demanded that there may be a high priest, a great high priest. The law demanded that there would be a perfect lamb. And Jesus fulfilled those two requirements. And so when Jesus came and he gave his life and he spoke to the disciples after he had risen from the dead, and he said, All authority is given to me because I fulfilled all things. And now, I command you to go and baptize. So when someone tonight comes and says, I'm being baptized, when these six wonderful people come and say, I want to be baptized, what they're saying is, I want to come under the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, when Jesus came under the authority of the Father, authority was given to him. When you come under the authority of Jesus Christ, authority is given to you. The authority of the believer. The authority to speak with faith. The authority to minister life. The authority of being a believer that brings life to those people who are around you. I want you to know, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are the message of Jesus Christ to the world of the people around you. Most people have never met God They've never met a sense or a presence of God. And many people haven't met Him because the church hasn't presented Him. But I want you to know tonight that we are the church of Jesus Christ and we are here to present the life and the grace that Jesus Christ has given. Authority is given to us because we have said of ourselves, it's not me, it's you. It's not my life, God. It's your life. I give up my life and I let your life reign in me. You know, it says in Colossians, and let me finish with this. It says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, For in him, that's Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's quite a lot, isn't it? When you think about it, in Jesus, excuse me, in Jesus dwells the fullness. And you, everyone say me, you, you are complete in Him. You are complete in Him. How many, how many times do you feel incomplete? You are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. He's talking about authority, principality, the head of principality and power. That's the boss. When I went up church today, the, the twins who are in the church, fabulous boys, who, and um, they said, I ran up the stairs and they're standing at the top of the stairs and they went. One of them went, are "You the boss?" You <laughs> me. "You the boss?" I looked at them and I'm the boss's boss. I'm the boss boss boss. If there's any other boss, I'm their boss. <laughs> looked to them, walked away. <laughs> Just you know I'm the <laughs> Jesus is the head. He's the, he's the, he's the real boss, you know. I go, I'm the boss. Hello, <laughs> There's a real boss now. The real boss has turned up. Oh no, <laughs> I was doing all right until he came. And <laughs> <laughs> See, he is the head of all principality and power. In him, this is what it says. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. You see, when we are baptized we cut away from our lives who we were and we are raised up New believers in Jesus Christ were raised up with authority to minister new life. Baptism doesn't save you. It wasn't designed to do that. It was designed to be a decision where you make a public declaration that no one can doubt to show to the world and to the spiritual realm who would desire your soul and lead you away and to let everyone know you've given up your life of who you were it's no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me and so you go down in the waters your old person but the bible says the circumcision of the uh, of of sin that Christ has made in our life, not made with hands, but that which Christ has done by faith in Him through baptism. And so our life is a life of separation, of declaration, that we just say, you know what? I don't want to be taking care of myself. I want Jesus Christ to take care of me. I'm going to give my life to Him. I'm going to show the world that my life belongs to Him. There are many things we would like to be in control of. But I reckon it is better to humble our hearts and say, Jesus, take control of my life. Let me be a servant of you. If I can follow you, Jesus, I know you will take care of me. You know... The amazing simplicity of this message. It's been preached a million times. Perhaps a million, million times. How many times has this message been preached? In millions of churches across the globe on every Sunday and many weekday nights across the globe over 2,000 years. It's never changed. It hasn't been added to or taken away because Jesus fulfilled it all. You can't add anything to that message and you sure as heck can't take anything away from it because Jesus said, you give your life to me, I will make you a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, tonight, Later on, we're going to give you an opportunity to just make a response to Jesus. But before we do that, I want to give you the opportunity of witnessing six amazing people who are going to give their life in declaration and obedience to God by being baptized. And if you're a visitor here and you're stuck over there, you come a long way and you want to see them baptized, we're just going to crowd on over. Family, get strong elbows and push like this. Get in close so that you can see your family members being baptized. It's a great time. The water has been heated, I promise, just below boiling point. And uh, it's uh, it's uh, and, and also this is how this is what I um, I discussed with my nephew uh, who's being baptized. That we we'll, we we'll hold them we we'll hold them down until the final bubble comes up. <laughs> that way we know all the sin has left them. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good fantastic okay um over to uh brian and ruth they're going to introduce the uh, people that are being baptized and uh fantastic thank you thanks for listening Questions, or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.